Hello, and welcome to episode 71 of The Modern Manager. I'm your host, Mamie Canfor-Stewart. First, a warm welcome to John A. to the Modern Manager community. You, John, now have access to hundreds of dollars worth of guest bonuses, dozens of episode guides, and other great content to support your learning journey, including the potential to win a one-hour private coaching session with last week's guest, Lindsay Kaplan, of episode 70. I am going to select one member at random, so if you are listening right now and you want a chance to win that coaching call, you need to become a member before October 18th, 2019. Go to mamieks.com slash join to learn about the membership options. And if you work for a nonprofit or government agency, email me for 20% off of any membership level. I am often asked what podcasts I listen to, so I've been sharing some of my favorites with you all over the past couple of weeks. And this week, I want to talk about Tiny Leap's Big Changes. I chose this particular podcast for today because one of its episodes influenced how I thought about today's topic, which we'll get to in a bit. Tiny Leaps is a personal development podcast that explores all those daily behaviors that shape our lives. The topics vary widely, but a lot of them are relevant for managers. The host, Greg Clunas, interviews guests and does solo shows, like I do, where he shares simple strategies that you can implement in your life to move you closer to your goals. If you're looking for a good place to start, check out episode 392, How to Overcome Anxiety. This is actually the one that I reference in today's show. Search for Tiny Leaps, Big Changes wherever you listen to podcasts. Now, today's episode is a little bit of an experiment. Rather than playing you a full guest interview or doing a solo show, this one is a bit of a mashup. I'm trying out a new format where I will talk about a topic and include clips from an interview conversation. So first, I hope you will share with me your thoughts and feedback on this style of episode. You can email me at mamie at And let me know if you like it or not, if you want more episodes like this or not, and anything specific I could do better going forward to make future episodes in this format better. Second, I hope you'll give me a little leeway if this one isn't perfect. As I said, it's my first time trying it and it's a bit of an experiment. Now, finally, the topic for today is owning your emotions and managing reactions. You've probably heard the phrase, don't react, respond. This concept is sometimes easier to say than do. I spoke with Ron Shuali, who holds a master's of education and has spent over 15 years presenting in the education marketplace. He is a best-selling author, top motivational speaker, and most importantly, he is funny. He presents keynotes, speaks at school assemblies, and leads workshops all over the United States on the topic of bullying. Ron and I had a fascinating conversation about how to respond to bullying or any emotionally intense situation. I'll walk through some of the ideas that Ron shared, along with other concepts that I find helpful in terms of managing your own emotions. So let's get to it. You're listening to The Modern Manager, a podcast dedicated to helping you be a rock star boss with a thriving team. Whether you're looking to upgrade your meetings, cultivate your team, or grow as a leader, this podcast is for you. Now here's your host, Mamie Canfer-Stewart. I like to think of myself as a relatively even-tempered person. I'm pretty steady on the emotional scale, and it takes a lot for me to lose my cool. In most situations, I acknowledge my emotions, and then I put them in a box and set them to the side. I'm pretty sure it's the thinker in me, because if you remember from previous episodes, I'm an ENTJ. That's my Myers-Briggs profile. 
And if you want to learn more about that, you should listen to episode 14 with Rob Toomey. But basically what that means is that I tend to look at emotions through a logical lens. Are these emotions I'm feeling helping me in this situation or hurting me? I never really heard anyone talk about emotions in that way before until my conversation with Ron. And he says, We as human beings have become reactionary machines. I work in preschools. And what I've seen is that we've been teaching kids as young as two years old when we say things like, well, how did it make you feel when he said that? How did she make you feel when she didn't share? And that is ridiculous. And it's so ingrained in our society because nobody can make you feel any way. This got me thinking about the way we approach situations that are likely to spark emotions. Ron's take is that we're not only wired in our brain to be emotional, we're also conditioned to listen to our emotions, even when they're not helpful. And the hard thing about emotions is that they're physical and mental. We experience them both in our minds and our bodies. And when you're afraid, your heart races or your hands might sweat or shake, and then you're angry and your face might flush or your body temperature rises. All of that makes it harder for your brain to think straight. So part of understanding your emotions is recognizing your physical response as a way to trigger your brain to say, wait a second, why am I feeling this way? What is this really about? Are these emotions really necessary? Once you do this, you start to realize you might have more control than you thought. According to Ron, that control starts with how we ascribe meaning to words. Have you ever misinterpreted a text message because it didn't come with body language and tone and all those other attributes that signal meaning? Or maybe the meaning was ambiguous depending on which part of the sentence you emphasized or what assumptions you made? I had this happen with a babysitter once where she told me her fee for a 7 a.m. Saturday morning babysitting job, which was significantly higher than her normal rate, and I texted back, okay, meaning I accept your fee, and she interpreted it as, okay, meaning That's more than I want to pay. And this miscommunication was super frustrating because the morning that she didn't show up, we had to scramble to find coverage for our kids. While words obviously have inherent meaning, there's also a lot of nuance and interpretation and other things going on underneath the surface, or as Ron would say, in our own heads. He says, If I say to you words, you hear the words, interpret them, give them meaning, and respond to them in a millisecond, but don't realize that you're the human being that's doing it. And then what's happening because we've been trained in this world that it's other people's responsibility on your emotions, we don't even consider that it's us doing this to us. We've been trained to be unresponsible. We've been trained to give away our power. It was like he put some new words to an old concept that I've been living with. My emotions are just that. They are mine. So if I don't like what I'm feeling, I'm the only one who can change it. And this is particularly important in the workplace where tensions can run high and there are difficult conversations that need to be had and ideas are being judged and so much is going on that can result in negative emotions. So what can you do when you're facing one of those situations where you've noticed yourself getting upset? Have you heard of the five-second rule? And I don't mean the version that says you can eat food off the floor. I'm talking about Mel Robbins' five-second rule, which you can learn more about in her book by the same title. This five-second rule says, whenever you have a choice or feel emotional or paralyzed, count down backwards from five and then act. 
When I was first reading about this, I thought it was a little bit odd that you have to count backwards, but it's actually scientifically proven to be more effective than counting up to five, because when you count down, there is nowhere to go past one, or if you're really pushing it, past zero. Rarely do we count to ourselves negative one, negative two. Yet if you're counting up, it can be tempting to just keep counting because our brains are pre-wired to count upwards. So counting down gives you that automatic ending point. The other thing that's so important about this rule is that when you're in these moments of tension, you need to act your way out of them. And counting, even silently, becomes your go-to action. And the cool thing about action is that one tends to lead to another. These little steps build momentum. And the five-second rule is really easy to remember and easy to do and can apply in almost any tough situation, making it prime material for a new habit. So when you feel your temperature rising or your heart thumping or your voice squeaking or any of those signs that you might be reacting out of emotion rather than responding with intention, try the five-second rule. Count backwards from five and then act or speak. And in Ron's words, That's the world of responsibility. What I see is that people don't have to respond a certain way. They can choose how to respond it or they can be accountable. This is all good and nice as a universal practice, but there are some moments that are more intense because it's someone else's emotions that are being targeted at you. These are moments when someone has crossed the line and is bullying you verbally. Maybe they're giving you feedback and instead of focusing on the facts, it's become a judgment of who you are, saying things like, you were terrible in there, rather than you seemed unprepared, or this proposal is a disaster, how could you send this out, rather than there are some mistakes and errors in this proposal. This makes us look unprofessional. Feedback given in the heat of the moment can become a personal attack. And when this happens, first, it totally sucks. But it's important to parse out what is really going on. Ron says, Is the person that's saying those things to you trying to help you with criticism? Or is that person that's trying to say those things to you trying to diminish you? Either way, the way and the tone that somebody's speaking to you like that, it's not acceptable. But if you say to them, I don't appreciate your tone, I don't accept that. Unfortunately, people, like I said, they don't realize that they're in command of their emotions. They'll respond in a certain way. What he means is that once someone else is emotional or abusive, pointing it out in the moment may not end up at the place you want. Although I think it depends on your relationship with that person and the context of your conversation. I've had some where it works extremely well to bring that person's attention to their own behavior, but it doesn't always go that way. In general, the reason it's not helpful to say you're being emotional right now or you're being unreasonable is because when we're emotional, the part of our brain that is activated is our reptilian brain. It's that fight-or-flight orientation. And when that happens, it actually inhibits our logical brain from doing its job. Side note, this is one of the things I learned from the episode on tiny leaps. So if someone is exploding at you and you can't easily walk away or redirect the conversation, it may be better to just listen and let them get it out. And if listening is painful, Ron suggests humming a tune in your head to semi-distract yourself. He also says you can look at the person's forehead rather than their eyes, which also makes it feel less intimidating. But ultimately, it's your job to stay calm and recognize that they're the one who's having the emotional reaction. And it's usually about them, not you. Maybe after that bad presentation, they're worried about what the senior staff will think of them. Or maybe they're scared that they're going to lose a client because of your proposal. 
And in turn, they're putting it onto you in a way that is driven by emotion rather than inquiry. Because usually, whoever made a mistake wasn't trying to do it on purpose. But it may not always be directly something that you did that's causing that emotion. It could be something completely unrelated. But because of that other thing, their temper or patience is short and you are bearing the brunt of it. This is what I talked about with Dolores Hirschman in episode 69. Center yourself so you can lead others. As Ron says, Somebody that is being mad and being angry and trying to bully someone, no matter what, they're hurting inside. Now, what if it's the opposite, where you are the one who is acting out of emotion? It happens to all of us, and we say things that we later regret. Maybe it's not as intense as full-on anger or bullying. Maybe it's just being short with someone. This happened the other day when someone was asking me for help, and I just looked at him and said, I'm sorry, I just don't have time for this right now, and walked away. Now, on its face, that might not seem like such a bad thing, but a little while later, I felt bad. What I should have said was, I'm sorry, I've got a lot going on right now. Can we talk about this tomorrow morning? It's small and it's nuanced, so it's not worth beating myself up over. But if you make a mistake and you let your emotions get the best of you, try what Ron calls the cleanup conversation. The cleanup conversation, which starts with, I apologize. I didn't mean to do that. I don't know why I responded this way. I'm going to do my best never to respond this way again. He says we don't do that enough, and I agree. As the manager, it's even more important that we role model accepting responsibility and trying to change. It's not easy, but it is worth the effort. So as a quick recap, remember that your emotions are under your control. No one can make you feel any particular way. It's up to you to interpret the situation, recognize your emotional response, and decide what to do. To help you stay calm, try the five-second rule of counting backwards before you act. If you do let your emotions take over and later regret it, say so. Apologize and promise to work on not letting that happen again. And if you're experiencing someone else's unpleasant emotional outburst that's directed at you, hum a tune in your head and look at their forehead. Wait until they've calmed down to talk to them about what happened and why. Ron has generously offered a free consult on behavior modification and bullying, which is appropriate if you're having challenges in the workplace or if you're a parent and having challenges with your kids. This offer is available to members of the Modern Manager community. To join, go to mamieks.com join. And for $15 a month, you get all the guest bonuses and episode guides. And if you join at the $50 a month level, you can also attend the intimate group coaching calls where we tackle your specific management challenges. I love these calls because I get to help you solve a real problem. And I get to learn from all of you because we all have something valuable to share. It's not just me who responds to questions, but the other Rockstar managers who are on the call. So again, go to mamieks.com slash join to become a member. All the links and all of the references I made are in the show notes, and they're in your email when you subscribe to my newsletter, which you can do at mamieks.com slash podcast. Thank you again for listening. And if you have any feedback about this episode, this new style, this mashup, please send me an email at mamie at mamieks.com. Until next time. Meetings are one of the most critical components of healthy collaboration, and teams are at the heart of how we work. Meteor helps you use your time in meetings productively, build healthy relationships with your colleagues, and move work forward. To learn how we do it, visit meteor.com. That's M-E-E-T-E-O-R.com. 
You've been listening to The Modern Manager. You're already becoming a rock star boss of a thriving team, I can tell. To ensure you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player and join the mailing list at mamieks.com slash podcast. That's M-A-M-I-E-K-S dot com slash podcast to get show notes and other special content delivered directly to your inbox. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.